Welcome to ID the Future, a podcast about intelligent design and evolution. Welcome to ID the Future. This is Sarah Chaffee. Today we're talking about a big new book from Crossway Publisher, Theistic Evolution, a Scientific, Philosophical, and Theological Critique. The anthology has contributions from several of our fellows, and I'll be talking with one of those today, German paleontologist Gunter Beckley. A quick point of clarification. The particular kind of theistic evolution critiqued in the book is what we might call theistic Darwinism, that is, the idea that God set up a fine-tuned universe and the laws of nature. Then, when the first life emerges here on planet Earth, Random mutations and natural selection kick in and generate all the variety of life we see around us, without any intelligent guidance from a designer. The book weighs in at over a thousand pages, but today we'll be zeroing in on just one slice from the science section, a chapter having to do with the fossil record and the notion of universal common descent. And to help us unpack it, we have with us on the show Gunter Beckley, who co-authored the chapter with Stephen Meyer. Beckley is a German paleoentomologist who specializes in the fossil history and systematics of insects, especially dragonflies. He's a big player in the field and served as a curator for ambler and fossil insects in the Department of Paleontology at the State Museum of Natural History in Stuttgart, Germany and I'm pleased to say that he is a senior fellow with Discovery Institute's Center for Science and Culture. Welcome to the show, Dr. Beckley. Hello, Sarah. Nice to be with you. I should also mention that Dr. Beckley has the honor of being erased from Wikipedia after he came out in favor of intelligent design. One minute, there was a long-standing English-language Wikipedia page on this eminent scientist, and the next minute, it was gone. If you've scared the Darwinists enough that they want to hush up your very existence, Dr. Beckley, I say we can count that as high praise. I take this as a compliment, yes, thank you. <laughs> Hopefully no more exciting news. Um, so, universal common descent holds that all organisms, including plants, bacteria, and us, descended from one initial life form. It seems that universal common descent is a bludgeon that science uses to try to discount any sort of belief in a sacred text account of origins. Can you explain the significance of offering an alternative scientific point of view? Yeah, basically, uh, I think the the whole issue, at least for me, is a scientific issue. So uh, maybe you know I'm I'm coming from originally a secular background. Uh, only very late in my life I started to question materialism and atheism, and came to believe in God. Uh, but my critique of of Darwinian evolution and also my doubts in common ancestry, at least in certain versions of common ancestry are basically uh, scientifically based, but of course, this theory has large implications in terms of philosophy and theology. So uh, if the Darwinian story would be 100% correct, including the origin of humans, uh, then at least certain versions of Christianity would be wrong. So there's a certain incompatibility 
between at least naturalistic evolution of, of humans and uh, certain versions of Christianity. And of course, there are philosophical implications in terms of is there free will or are there objective moral values? Uh, most naturalists would deny this and would say, well, that's all uh, based on evolution and uh, I scratch your back, you scratch my back and there are no uh, objective moral values. So there are huge implications of this theory and common ancestry is not just a question for scientists and the ivory tower. And you felt that, you I can't help but see that, um, as you mentioned, science, the theistic evolution is pretty much the opposite of your story. Um, you know, studying paleontology, so you raised in a secular home in Germany. Uh, you directed Germany's largest celebration of Darwin Day at the State Museum of Natural History. And it was through accidentally picking up a few books by intelligent design proponents that you began seeing discrepancies between what you knew as a paleontologist and what neo-Darwinian evolution claimed. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about your personal interest in writing this chapter? Yes, uh, of course I have this personal story in the background which uh, uh, shows that I have a very strong interest personally in the fossil record in paleontology. I really love this field. And uh, of course I changed certain views in the course of my exploration of the arguments that I confronted when I read those books uh, of intelligent design by, by Michael B. and Bill Damsky and Steve Meyer. And um, the the important thing I, I I think is that many people think that this is a religious issue and that most uh, scientists would never even consider to doubt the story of common ancestry and uh, to to show that there are scientific reasons to doubt this account. Uh, and to look for alternative explanations was something that was very dear to my heart, and therefore I was very interested in participating in this book and very much enjoyed co-authoring this chapter together with Steve Meyer. That seems like a pretty radical stand from in Germany. It probably is, and, and of course I had some reactions uh, from colleagues who don't really like the fact that there is a scientist and, and a relatively well-established scientist uh, in this field who changed his mind and and pretends to have changed uh, his mind based on, on rational arguments and evidence. And of course, there are these kind of accusations that this is not really true and that you have been a crypto-Christian all the time and, and you probably are a fanatical fundamentalist evangelical since decades and now you came out and and, and this whole conversion story is, is just a hoax. Uh, they cannot imagine that somebody is really convinced by the arguments and most people who have this kind of, of attitude personally never looked into those arguments but simply by the story they read at uh, in the media or at Wikipedia, if you look at the Wikipedia page of intelligent design, you are basically said it's a religious argument, which is not true. Uh, but they never explore the real arguments at the primary sources, the original books. And so they they are quite hostile uh, to, to my 
personal activity and my my current views, but one has to live with it. So in this chapter, you talk about abrupt appearance in the fossil record as evidence against universal common ancestry. Reading this section, it seems like the examples keep going on and on. Could you speak to fossil discontinuities? Right. So most people have heard, at least if they are interested in this this issue, have heard about the Cambrian explosion, and Steve Meyer has written this very uh, uh, best-selling uh, book, Darwin's Doubt, about the Cambrian explosion. What many people may not know is that the Cambrian explosion is just one of many uh, examples, and we give 19 different examples of, of similar abrupt appearances of, of life forms of body plants in the fossil record. And this starts with the very origin of life at the first possible moment in Earth history where where life could be sustained by the planet. Uh, it's already there, though the latest findings shows we have evidence for life 4.1 billion years ago. And uh, it goes on with photosynthesis and, of course, the Cambrian explosion and then later explosions in the Ordovicians, uh, the, the origin of mammals, the origin of modern birds, uh, up to uh, uh, the origin of, of humans and even human culture. All these phenomena are very abrupt. It's not that the Cambrian explosion is a kind of uh, weird uh, singular phenomenon, an exception from the rule, but uh, abrupt appearances are the rule. And many paleontologists, of course, know that. And and it's not for nothing that that people like like Eldridge and Gould uh, forged this theory of punctuated equilibria because they knew that the fossil evidence is not really resonating well with the Darwinian picture of a gradual, uh, continuous uh, development. So the fossil evidence in terms of these abrupt appearances of these explosions of these discontinuities clearly is conflicting evidence to a continuous development or in the history of life as it would be expected based on, on Darwinian evolution with common ancestry and, and modification. And uh, that is one of the arguments we give. And another argument uh, is not only the abrupt appearances, but the fact uh, that you have this reversal, what you would expect uh, top-down versus bottom-up, so what you should expect from uh, Darwinian uh, uh, framework is that first an ancestral species would diversify into similar species and then they would change into different genera and then different families, different orders, different classes. And finally, very late, you find uh, different phyla. But what you find is exactly the opposite, especially in the Cambrian explosion, you find the, the, the very... Uh, uh, different large groups uh, the phyla at the very beginning and that on, uh, then only later in the Ordovician you have this diversification the so-called great uh, Ordovician biodiversification event where you have these uh, uh, playing on these themes of the, the phyla in, in diversification of the phyla in many different species which is exactly the opposite uh, uh, of what you would expect uh, from the Darwinian theory of evolution. So there are different evidences. Of course, there are also evidences from the fossil record that can be and have been interpreted in terms of 
supporting uh, universal common ancestry and we name these evidences uh, because to make a reasonable case, you have to look at all the evidence and then look for the best explanation, make an inference to the best explanation to explain all evidence. And one evidence that was usually considered as uniquely supporting common ancestry is this kind of order in the geological column that you, in the oldest layers, you find the more simple organisms and then complexity increases when you go up in the geological column and go into more recent layers. And you also grow in similarity. Uh, the younger the layers are, the more similar the organisms are to, to modern flora and fauna. But what we show is that in all these cases, uh, there are also alternative uh, explanations and uh, in the introduction to our book chapter, uh, Steve Meyer explains, and that, uh, that is uh, one of, of his special interests and special field of expertise, uh, epistemology and, and uh, the philosophy of science, is the kind of argument that is used for common ancestry is a so-called abductive argument. And there is this example, you have a premise, uh, if it rains, the streets get wet, we observe the streets are wet, and then you make an inference, it has rained. But of course, this conclusion is flawed, because there could be other reasons why the street is wet, because uh, somebody uh, uh, run with his car against the hydrant, and and, and there were other causes for, for the streets to get wet. So to really make a reasonable case, you have to look for the best explanation and analyze alternative possibilities to explain the effect in question. And that's what we're doing in this book chapter and show that there are alternative explanations for these stratigraphical pattern that are that is observed in the fossil record. And if we take all evidence together, uh, paleontological evidence as well as biological evidence, genetic evidence, then overall, at least there is a, a equal case for, for common ancestry or, or design. Uh, if not uh, uh, design, the, the better explanation, because especially these phenomena of abrupt appearances and this reversal of, of large groups first appearing and the variation later appearing, this is, of course, to be expected based on on common design and on introducing information in the history of life at certain points into the system. And I think we make a quite good case that intelligent design and and a polyphyletic view is at, at least on on par with the common ancestry explanation that is favored by naturalistic scientists. We've been listening to German paleontologist Gunter Beckley about the fossil record and the problems it poses for the theory of common descent by neo-Darwinian evolution. You can find more on Dr. Beckley's argument, and much more, in the new Crossway anthology, Theistic Evolution, a scientific, philosophical, and theological critique, available at Amazon. For ID the Future, I'm Sarah Chaffee. Thanks for listening. This program was recorded by Discovery Institute's Center for Science and Culture. ID the Future is copyright Discovery Institute. For more information, visit intelligentdesign.org and idthefuture.com.